Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And today, all the way from Sweden, I have award-winning, high-performance leadership coach and focus expert, Katie Stoddart. Katie, how are you doing today? Wonderful. Thank you. I wish someone welcomed me like this every single day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you listen to this podcast, you'll see introductions like that all the time. I think I drink too much coffee. But anyway, that's another conversation. Um, Katie, I'm really happy to, to talk with you and to have you here. One of the things that you mentioned before we started was about your expertise in focus. And, and I shared with you that that's got to be, for me, one of the most important topics that, that we all have. And I, I shared with you that Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and, and Warren Buffett were all asked, what's the number one thing that makes you successful? And they all said, focus. It's actually recorded. You know, people know this very well. So I, I just can't wait to dive into your expertise and how you help people. But before we do that, can you tell us how you got here? How did you become Katie Stoddard, the thought leader on these topics? Yes, it's amazing. And I'll be hard to summarize in a few words, but I'll try. <laughs> I first began my career as a hydrographer, mapping the seafloor, which is a job a lot of people don't even know exists. Wow. And so I was working at sea for five years as an engineer. I studied engineering and maths and physics before that. And although I enjoyed the adventure, meeting people, being on the boats, I wasn't fully connected with the whole data analysis part of the job. I really, really felt the people, working with people, helping people inspired me so much more. And feeling a bit stuck and lost, like I think many people do sometimes, a point in their careers, I looked for alternatives and I started to brainstorm and think, what else could I do? Of course, I felt stuck because I didn't have the background or the knowledge or the diploma. And eventually, and this was really my turning point, I came across coaching and I fell in love. I fell in love like I only have ever have one other time with my husband. And that's it. So I fell in love with my husband and coaching. And, that's it. <laughs> and since then, yes, I haven't looked back and I couldn't be happier. You know, that story is something that so many of us share. I, I happen to have that same story where I was in a corporate environment and I was asked to do all these things. And I, I found very quickly that, you know, it's one thing to have a skill and it's another thing to have a passion. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of people talk about transferable skills, but it's really about transferable passion. What really moves you forward that you're really connected to? So, Thank you for sharing that. Now, you say that you were a geographer. I have never heard of someone who a works in the ocean A hydrographer, hydrographer, like hydrographer, water, hydrographer. Hydrographer, okay. I've never heard of that. Tell us a little bit more about that. That's so interesting. Did you have to like dive under the water and do your work? I mean, how did you do that work? Yes, people ask this, which is always funny. So no, there are sonars under the boats and you are on the boat watching the data of the seafloor. Mm -hmm. And then there are two sides of the job. Either you're on online acquisition where you see the data coming in and you measure the, the, the velocity of the water and you have all this equipment going on, or you're on the offline side of things, which is data processing, where you receive all the data from the seafloor and you get rid of 
basically like sounds of fish, for example, that are in this, the data. So you have to erase that and compensate for tide and all of this. And I've done both sides of the job. Mm -hmm. But yes, that's essentially mapping the seafloor. And you mapping. get to have a map of that piece of floor. <laughs> yeah, mapping the seafloor. Wow, just so exciting, in my opinion, actually. Um, but, you know, let's take a look at what you said. You said that your I'm putting words in your mouth here, but your, your passion in the job really was more toward the people, right? The people aspect. So tell us about people and, and your sort of passion for helping people and, and how you arrived at, at that and, and maybe a little bit of what you do today before we go into the details. Well, those are so many questions in one go. I know, I know, but people, 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 people. people. <laughs> yeah. I think essentially it's just what makes me happy. So I noticed that the happiest moments in my life, I was in a conversation with a friend or I was coaching or I was in a training and learning or I was at a networking event. All the happiest moments of my life, I was with people. And when I held the gratitude journal and you have to write the best three things of the day, always people, always this coaching session, this workshop, lunch with a friend. So it's always been what fuels me. And when I worked offshore, I was at times in managerial positions where I got to manage and lead the whole team. And that really lifted me up. And I enjoyed it so much more than the actual data crunching analytical part of the job. And that's when I realized, well, maybe my entire career and entire job could be in something else than engineering. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. You also mentioned that you are working on a book. Um, are you at liberty to share or is it is it a little bit too far uh, in the future? No, no, I'm at liberty to share. My book is on focus, so it is my favorite topic. Mm -hmm. And the concept is basically to go from being focused every single day from a productive perspective to then actually looking at how we're focusing on our long-term goals and how we tie together this short-term focus and long-term focus Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the last section is about selective focus, which consists in considering how are we placing our focus every single second and how that contributes to us feeling peaceful and happy and aligned. So the last part goes a bit more down the mindfulness route and spirituality, but it begins with productivity. So my ideal target audience for the book are people who aren't into mindfulness or meditation, who just want to be more productive and then realize that there's more to life than just getting things done. Mm, wow. Uh, I, I, I think I'm in that camp. <laughs> you, you, you get into that, you get to a zone where it's like, yeah, you know what? There is more out there. Tell us about the Focus Bee. Um, you've got a great brand. Um, in fact, on your website, you, you've got a bee that you use, um, a, a, a physical bee. Uh, what does the Focus Bee mean to you? And what does that brand represent for you? Yes, this is a great point. So it's combining the focus aspect with B. And the B is because there's this expression of being a busy B. Ah. And what I want to help people to achieve is not being busy. It's not being overwhelmed. And it's learning that you can be fully focused for an hour or two hours on a podcast interview, on a session, on reading a book, even during the day that's relevant for your business without this ongoing pressure of busyness. Mm. And of course, I've learned this because I needed it. <laughs> we all learn things we need. Yeah. But after a while, I realized 
I don't need to feel so exhausted. I don't need to have so many items on my to-do list. So it really is this, is going from busy B to focus B. Wow. That is, you know, I love analogies and parables and things like that. And, and that to me is just awesome. The idea of a focus B being sort of the end result, the, the, the target of everything. So having sort of discussed generally how you got here, tell us today whom you serve, um, how do you have, if you were to describe some of your ideal clients and their challenges, the things they struggle with and the changes that you bring to their lives, you know, what might those be and how does that all work? Wonderful. I love these questions because every time I receive them, I'm like, oh, I know the answer <laughs> because for so long I struggled with my target audience, my offer, the challenge I solve. And now I know this so I can answer you. Yeah. I work with business owners, founders and executives. So both on the entrepreneurial side of things and the corporate side. Mm -hmm. The number one challenge I solve is overwhelm. So this feeling of busyness, lack of priorities, not really clear how they're going about things and really helping them to both be more focused daily, but also achieve their long-term goals. It's a number one challenge. In terms of processes, I do have my focus B framework mm -hmm. and the BEE -E stands for balance, where we have the three P's of balance that are obviously purpose. Without purpose, there's nothing. Productivity and performance. So this is all in the balance. Then in the energy, and I cover four pillars in the energy side of things. And then the last E stands for expansion. And in the expansion part, we really delve into the leadership trio, which is self-leadership, leading others and leading towards results. So it's really covering that peak performance side of things of balance and energy and that leadership side of things in expansion. So that's my methodology. And to answer your question with the results, I'm sometimes blown away by the results, right? Because the clients do the work. Yeah. And one client came to me and she was borderline um, burnt out, very close. And in one session together, we went through everything, energy audit, time audit, how things were going, where she was getting stuck. After one session, she implemented it all over two weeks and she came back and she was a different person. Wow. And actually the friend who had connected us together privately messaged me and said, I have seen her and she's totally transformed. And that was in two weeks. And I'm amazed when this happens because there's always uncertainty and you don't know if the clients will take action and, you know, things happen. But seeing these sort of results is, I can't explain it. It's like a gift from the universe. It makes, yeah. it fills me with joy and purpose. Yeah, no, that that's really powerful. And, and it actually leads me to ask a little bit about your methodology again. Um, do you have, for example, do you use um, uh, assessments or tools or do you have certain body of knowledge or research that you rely on that you can share with us? Yes, that's a great question. And I use different tools. So obviously there's the whole wheel of life where you look at all the areas in your life and see if they are in balance. Mm -hmm. Very simple tool that most people know, but taking the time to actually deeply reflect on these areas even once a month, even for people who know this, I have found to be really, really useful. And then there's the whole time and energy audit. So looking really at how is your energy during the day, during the week, linked to different tasks, which tasks are draining you, 
and then looking at how you measure and manage your time because you can't be more productive if you don't know where you're spending your time. So really tapping into that time tracking, but also understanding how you're spending it. What is your default when you're feeling tired and overwhelmed? Do you, you know, turn on your phone and go on WhatsApp or do you get up and go for a walk? Now, both of them will have a radical impact on your performance. So these are some of the tools for balanced time and energy. Then regarding are there bodies of work I rely on? So many. <laughs> I am so thankful for all these books and I recommend them directly to my clients. I'll mention just a few for your yeah. listeners because they're fantastic book. Obviously, we begin with Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits. Mm. Classic, but essential. His weekly review is great. His win-win is great. Be proactive. Amazing. That's a great place to start. Then Atomic Habits by James Clear is wonderful because building in all these little habits here and there can totally transform your energy. High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard is a must. And then there are so many others. There's also The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks that I found to be totally transformational from a mindset perspective. And I also really love the work of Chris Bailey, Hyper Focus, he wrote, which obviously I love because I read all the books on focus. <laughs> and then there are many others. Uh, Michael Hyatt also wrote on focus. And yes, the list goes on. <laughs> wow, no, that's that's awesome. That's like a, a who's who of the of the performance uh, authors and experts out there today. That's really nice. Um, so, you know, let me tell you what happened with me this morning. And I want to ask you a question about mindset. So I, I you know, I woke up this morning and I saw a, an email from my wife. Um, she knows that, I mean, I'm trying to get, there's this thing called the BMW iX. It's the new electric vehicle that's going to rival Tesla. And it's coming out in a year. So whenever the news comes, I want to hear all about it. <laughs> so she sent it to me and I read it and I, I felt so good. And then I, I, I had another thought from, you know, a, a, a business situation that is not going as well as I wanted. And immediately my feelings just dropped from, from, from the BMW <laughs> to this concern I have. It was just like it changed my whole day. And I asked myself, wait a second, I've got to be able to manufacture that BMW feeling. <laughs> so let me ask you, as an expert in really how our minds work and focus and things like that, what mindset changes do we need to, to do for ourselves that can help us stay focused on the things that inspire us? I think the best way to answer this question is really to refer to the book, The Big Leap. Have you read it? I have not read The Big Leap. Okay, so one of the essential things he explains is that we have an upper limit. And when we start feeling too much joy and too much abundance in all the important areas of our life, we sabotage it. And this is the perfect example. This might, wow, oh, I'm feeling so great. And probably a lot of other things are going great for you. Let me diminish this now by feeling crap about this other concept <laughs> I have. So it's like an auto-sabotage mechanism that we have because we don't allow ourselves to feel this joy mm. and happiness. So the book goes really in depth as to what are the barriers and how to overcome it. So I won't cover this now, but the main part regarding focus is first of all, to realize, to realize it like you did this morning. Oh, focusing on this makes me happy. Focusing on this doesn't. And then to get into the habit of actively rewiring the way we think to yeah. refocus on makes us happy. So when you did this this morning and you suddenly felt your energy drop, then you had a choice. 
you had the choice be like, I know this, maybe do something about it briefly, maybe journal about it, maybe meditate a bit. Let me choose to refocus again on this. And you probably have to do it twice as hard because negative emotions or energies or feelings are stronger. So then you really have to focus hard on it. Mm -hmm. And one of the easiest ways to change our focus and our energy is just to change our body. So we've just got up and go on a really quick walk or do 20 push-ups or do some really deep breathing exercises. So that's one thing. And then is to take action on something that you enjoy. Yeah. So by straight away calling a friend, imagine if 10 minutes later you call one of your best friends or you'd written a really nice email to your client or you picked up the guitar and played a thong. How much yeah. better would you have felt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You want to know what I actually did? This is why I know your advice is so powerful. I did two things. First of all, I went and took a shower. And for me, taking showers just, it's like that's when I can think, I can, I get ideas best when I'm in a shower. So doing that shifted my energy. Then what I did after that was come on this podcast with you. So there you go. And I love podcasts. So <laughs> um, this is exactly what I did. And I shifted that energy. Um, let me ask you about what success looks like, because you've given us some roadmaps. You've given us some general ideas about focus. Um, do you have any stories if, that you'd like to share? Of course, you don't have to name names, but just any experiences that demonstrate what success looks like, the, the, the climax of the story that you create for people. Yes, it's uh, always a wonderful thing to see, right? When clients reach that sort of climax. Yeah. It depends on clients. They don't always reach the same thing, but it tends to be a combination of balance, fulfillment, and expansion. And by expansion, I can either mean they have a lot more mental space, a lot more energy. It can also be financial. So one of my clients, he literally quit his job after one or two sessions with me, took the leap, started his own business in an in a couple of months, had earned like $30,000. <laughs> and I know he'll recognize himself by listening to this, but he shared it in my in his testimonial. So that's, you know, free information. I'm obviously not going to dive into the more personal confidential things. So yeah. these are the type of things that happen when we really commit mm -hmm. and choose to invest our time and focus on what matters. So mm. there's no hiding, there's no being dishonest with ourselves, there's no pretending. There's, okay, I want to do something about this, let me take the leap. Wow, that's, that's, that's a powerful story right there. Tell us a little bit more about your awards. Um, you have done a lot of work internationally. Um, tell us more about that. Okay, so the two questions, internationally awards, again, two different things. Uh, award I received by the Coaching Academy. I was actually starting off almost with coaching. I'd been doing it for less than a year, and it was such a wonderful boost when I began. It was based on testimonials and my work, and that was really, really nice. I actually have it in my office. <laughs> That's, it's wow. always a nice reminder. And then regarding the international work, I do coach in four languages, so German, Spanish, English, and French, although I have to confess that probably 90% is in English, <laughs> but I enjoy using my language skills. I remember thinking it would be fantastic to have a job where I use my language skills. Four different languages. Would you say that you're fluent um, in, in the other three, um, as well as English, even though you spend more time with English? 
French, definitely because I'm French British. So I grew up with French and English and Spanish. We lived four years in Barcelona. And before this, I had studied it a lot at school and it was my favorite topic. Wow. So I think Spanish for sure. German, I also studied at school and my husband is German. So I do speak it fluently. But I have to confess that my written German isn't uh, perfect because I never write in German. <laughs> wow. And then I'm learning Swedish. And my Swedish so far is coming along, but I wouldn't coach in Swedish yet. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I have to say, I, I really admire and respect anyone who can do even two languages, <laughs> but three and four. I mean, that's that's powerful stuff. But I'm sure there are similarities in the languages that you've discovered. So you can hop from one to the other, right? Yes, French and Spanish and German is really helping with my Swedish. So, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. And, you know, as I mentioned to you earlier, this is one of my favorite topics because I'm always fascinated and I love to celebrate people like you who have found a way to make the things that they are happy about or the things that make them happy, found a way to bring those things into the line of work that they do, into the way they create profit in their lives. And that's what I call profitable happiness. What's your take on, on that? And, and do you have any advice or thoughts for people who want to go the entrepreneurial right, route? Yes, it's such a great question. And actually, I have coached, for example, the client I mentioned, I helped yes, him to yes. quit his job and start his business. So mm -hmm. it is sometimes what I do. Sometimes people are already business owners. I'd say that essentially it's about, first of all, finding what it is you're passionate about and then starting to do it on the site. So I remember when I was still working as an engineer, I started doing the coaching at the same time as I was working. And this is what most people do anyway. Mm -hmm. And then I make sure that the lifestyle that comes with it suits the person and the personality. Because some people don't want that level of challenge and demand and instability and uncertainty. For some people, it doesn't suit them. So it's a matter of looking at Maybe for some people, they just need to work three times, three days per week in their corporate job and have two days per week they work on their hobbies for fun. Not everyone has to make a business out of their passion. So it really depends on what suits the personality. You have to be very open to flexibility and uncertainty and being your own boss, which sounds like the dream to so yeah. many people, is also something I've noticed people struggle with a lot. Hence the whole self-leadership part of my coaching. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even looking at, at, uh, at what you've done with your life and how you've taken the things you're passionate about and you've brought them forward. I mean, that's that's powerful stuff. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit again about balance, energy and expansion. I just think that, first of all, I love acronyms. There's nothing, I mean, like once you showed me, you talked about your model and I could see the BEE -E actually meant something. And under that, there's a PPPP and different things. I was like, okay, she's got this. She, this is awesome. Tell, maybe dive a little bit deeper. Um, when you talk about balance, energy, and expansion, is there some nice way that they come together that very purposefully to help create focus in, in, in one's life? I'd say it's more the focus helps to create the balance, energy and expansion. So I'd say it's the other way. Mm -hmm. And that's because the folk, well, first of all, it's placating the focus on these three topics. So wanting to be more balanced, having more energy and expanding in the leadership. Mm -hmm. Then it tends to begin with balance and energy and then go on to expansion. 
if you haven't worked on your energy, if you're not well balanced, how can you lead yourself effectively and how can you lead others? So it tends to begin this way. And then in terms of focus, it's really simple, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's about, especially for the balance part, thinking, is this really what I want to focus on? Mm. And already this can bring you balance because if you're brutally honest with yourself, every time you're working, every time you have time off, if you find yourself scrolling Instagram and you have that question, is this really what I want to focus on? And yeah. maybe your spouse are there or your kids or something else, you might suddenly realize you haven't called your best friend in two months. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what you want to focus on. So it's really about bringing the focus element to all aspects of the BEE. -E. <laughs> yeah, you know what I really like about what you've said is it's very similar to how I talk about happiness. A lot of people think of happiness as something they feel. Uh, and so they wait to feel it. When am I going to get it? Oh, after I buy the BMW iX, maybe. <laughs> or after I get the big house on the hill, maybe I'll feel happiness. And then when they buy the big house on the hill or the BMW, they don't feel the happiness. And so I talk about happiness as being something you do, not something you feel. Because when you take action and you create it, actually, you create the happiness. So it's like the focus thing. The focus is what creates the result of balance, energy, and expansion. You can't sit around and wait for those things to happen, right? Amazing. And I loved what you just shared about the happiness mm -hmm. because I really feel that all this focus and peak performance and leadership thing for me is just to make people happy <laughs> because <laughs> I believe you're happier if you know how to lead yourself effectively, if you're balanced in your life, if you have a lot of energy. Essentially, if I'd say two sentences, what I do is I help business owners and executives to be happy. <laughs> but then I say it differently, to have peak performance, to be more pur purpose-driven, to have focus. But all this is for happiness. I mean, that's why we do anything. It really is. It really is. And a lot of people um, really don't understand happiness. They, they, we've talked about how they think it's a feeling when, in fact, it's something you can generate by doing things. Um, another thing is they think it's sort of beneath them. You know, I don't have time to be happy. I got to be busy. I got to be successful. Uh, this is not about fun and games. <laughs> but the problem is we, when we were children, I mean, come on, what do we do? Fun and games. And somehow we were connected and successful. But then life teaches us all the wrong lessons. What are you excited about next? Is there something coming up soon that you want to share? And, and how can people get a hold of you to be part of that? Yes, I'll share that in just two seconds. I want to just come back to what you said about happiness. Uh -huh. And I totally agree with what you said in terms of goals. And when we think we reach that goal, we'll be happy. Yeah. But it's about being happy on the moment. I love this. And for me, incorporating this in my daily life and thinking, how am I happy in the journey and not just when I'm on Tim Ferriss' show or when my book is a bestseller or when I do a TEDx, but already now, yeah. That totally changed my energy and it makes those goals happen also. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> to come that. back to, <laughs> to what you say, what am I excited about? Well, I'm excited about my book that you mentioned. I'm also really looking forward to when I can do a TEDx, when the whole COVID thing calms down. Yeah. And so obviously I'll be on focus. And yes, and to answer how people can get hold of me, I'm on LinkedIn primarily, also my website, thefocusbee.com. And then my podcast is also on there and on Spotify and Apple, The Focus Bee Show. Wow, that's awesome. 
So if you were going to leave just one nugget of advice for anyone listening who says, you know what? Wow, I th this is my problem in my life. It's focus, isn't it? <laughs> I need more. I got to get something. If you were going to give one nugget in, in, in saying goodbye, what would that piece of advice be? I love this. I'd say imagine a focus bee on your shoulder that regularly reminds you, is this what you want to focus on? And just tuning into that even once an hour can totally redirect how you're prioritizing, if you're managing distractions, are you procrastinating, and can help you to face that fear and uncertainty, which is at the root of why we're so busy and we procrastinate, and overcome it. You know, I, I can fully and 100% endorse what you've just shared because it's connected to a lot of research that I've read and done myself about our own internal storytelling, the story we tell ourselves. And I can just imagine that focus be like, hey, what's up? How you doing, man? <laughs> so you want me to think about this right now? Tell myself a different story? Okay, sure, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> I know for a fact that it works. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you've had to share. And I want to wish you the very best. Thanks for being a, a guest on our show. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Take care, Katie. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.